Okay, so it looks like it's going to be the end of the world. The giant eye of the decreator is in the sky, and all hope seems lost. So what do we do? How do we combat this? Well, you play Ring My Bell, and you just dance, dance, dance. Hey, everybody, this is Jay. Welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know, and I'm taking a look here at Doom Patrol once again. The latest episode is out. I believe that is episode five, entitled Paw Patrol, which... I had to get a good laugh at because my, my little nephew, he's three years old, he loves the cartoon show Paw Patrol, which is about these little dogs that rescue dog and a garbage truck dog and a police dog and there's vehicles and, you know, kid show, kid cartoon, whatever. It's called Paw Patrol. So, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, he doesn't get a hold of uh, my stepsister's uh, iPad or something and does a search for Paw Patrol and this episode comes up because he will be freaked out. But there is a cute dog in it, though. So anyway, when we last left the Doom Patrol, well, yeah, the giant eye of the decreator was in the sky and all hope seems lost. So episode starts mr nobody is back the chief is back alan tudyuk is here to save the day and timothy dalton as well uh it's about time and i loved how um mr nobody says you know they're he's basically saying uh to, to the chief he's like but nice bunch of screw-ups you got there pretty much bringing about the end of the world here the d creator um you know and he basically kind of makes the comment he's like you know i haven't even been here for two episodes and look what happens you know again breaking that fourth wall i love it i've missed them i've missed timothy dalton i've missed alan tudyuk i am glad they're back and i know i said last week i kind of felt like they were getting away from finding the chief and dealing with mr nobody i guess you know what this episode is saying is that look they're always there this is always going to be the big present thing um what was really interesting was you know if you think about it look they're tackling a cult. The Doom Patrol is tackling a cult that's bringing about the end of the world or the decreation of the world. And uh, you know, you would think, you know, you look at you look at the Avengers and you look at Infinity War, Endgame, you know, multiple movies over ten years building up. This is like the big climax, a big conflict uh, facing the end of the world here in Doom Patrol. Well, that's just Episode Four. Uh, um, you know, it's 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 a big deal, but then at the same time, they're kind of saying, like, it is, but it isn't. So, this episode, again, I think, I think last week it dipped a little bit. It's picking right back up. I am totally invested in this. I'm totally invested in the Doom Patrol. I'm loving the weirdness of it. It's just, even, and I don't usually like to do this. Usually, after an episode ends, DC Universe, you know, Titans used to do this as well. Uh, you know, you would look down the list and you would see, okay, they're not going to release the next episode until the following Friday, but they'll give you a little stinger, a little trailer. And usually I would stay away from that. I don't want anything spoiled. I love watching them because even those, the way they're cut together, they're just hilarious. It's just, you're just like, oh man, more of the same wacky hijinks next week. You got to love it. But again, you know they're they're mixing the drama with the comedy with the absurdity it's just this this show to me it's what i'm noticing is you know and i'm also right now uh, over on hulu i'm watching season one of um cloak and dagger and what i'm noticing is is both of these shows cloak and dagger doom patrol they deal with superpowered people but we're not seeing a ton of superpower stuff you know jessica jones daredevil 
those were great shows and in those shows you know they developed a character but they also had you know there was the fight scenes uh you know we saw matt murdoch and how he used his abilities we saw how jessica jones used her abilities um you know but i've noticed lately with tv uh, that they're really kind of focusing on really great storytelling, really great character and character development. Even if you watch The Runaways, season one of The Runaways, the big knock on it was like, well, they're not following the comic book exactly, and they're barely using their powers because we're developing these kids. We're we're you know kind of setting you up so that you you have a connection to them, so that when season two comes around, you know, and the fists start flying and the magic starts going off. You know, there's some stakes behind it. Um, you're seeing that over in Cloak and Dagger. I'm about halfway through. I'm about, like, uh, episode five or six. Uh, and, you know, uh, Tyrone and Tandy are barely discovering their powers. Uh, Tandy's actually getting a hand. Well, look, I'm not here to talk about Cloak and Dagger. But they're just starting to get a handle on their powers. But you're so emotionally connected to them as people that when they are when they do start using their abilities and they do start tackling the issues on the show it's they're more than just super powered people you know they're people there's stakes involved and you know we're seeing this here with the doom patrol um you look at you look at negative man okay yeah larry has this you know negative zone being or whatever we're going to call him living inside of him and he's trying to deal with that I don't really, you know, we don't really know what that being does. Uh, Rita, with her, you know, elastic skin, I guess we'll call it, her abilities, she's barely, you know, when she's, we, we see it manifest when she gets upset, when she loses focus, uh, when she gets sad, you know, we start to see the skin start to droop, like her face starts to droop, her limbs start to droop. You know, we do see that in the, uh, opening episodes uh you know we saw when they tried to go to town and when the woman she was talking to started to kind of say not knowing that she was the rita far started kind of saying disparaging things about rita you know rita lost control and that's when her powers quote unquote manifested so you know these shows are doing a great job of getting us into the characters getting us into the people you know the people behind the powers and I'm just, I'm just absolutely loving it. So, yeah, here we are. We have this big giant eye in the sky. It's going to blink out, not snap out. It's going to blink out existence. Because every time the eye blinks, uh, people start turning to ash, like some other superhero movie that I know of. Yeah, they're totally ripping into uh, Infinity War here. You know, instead of a snap of the fingers, it's the blink of the eyeball and... Uh, yeah, we just see things puffing away and poofing away and a big pile of ash, and it's just all, okay, we get it. We, we get where you're going with that. So, the Doom Patrol, Willoughby Kipling, they're sitting around, they have, they, they, they don't know what to do. Willoughby's like, great, the unwritten book was read, and uh, there's the giant eye, and they're like, well, how much time do we have left? He's like, 15 minutes. I don't know, you know, I, I, I don't know everything, I don't know, you know, it could be 15 minutes, it could be five years from now, I don't know, but I have no idea what to do, so don't worry, because we have the super team up of Mr. Nobody and the Chief, um, the Chief pretty much asks Mr. Nobody for some help, because he says the, right now, at the stage that they're at, because he's battled the book of the, uh, I'm sorry, the Cult of the Unwritten book before, 
He's like, look, at this stage in the game, there's only one thing that we could do. Go back in time and create a counter cult to this. To create a, a cult of the recreator. Not the decreator, but the recreator. The recreator is going to come about to battle the decreator. So we get these flashbacks of Jane, Crazy Jane, 77, Jersey, of course. Uh, she's getting into the punk scene, and uh, really what it is 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 she's escaping from the mental hospital. Um, and, you know, she's uh, they, they catch her, they find her, they bring her back, and they're pretty much telling her, you know, Jane, if you don't start kind of towing the line here, and we see this is like the 70s, so this is like the, the mental hospital is pretty much, it's like an asylum. Uh, you know, there's scenes of her really just being viciously beaten uh just treated so horribly you know there's there's no care there's no there's no science going on here it's just torture um and they pretty much threaten her with a lobotomy you know if she doesn't kind of shape up they're gonna they're gonna lobotomize her so what mr nobody and the chief decide is is that they're going to tap into one of jane's personalities dr harrison so yes, we get a new Jane person. I mean, I'm almost going to like start doing a segment here with the Doom Patrol. You know, Jane personality of the week. So we get Doctor Harrison. What I love about these personalities is when these personalities emerge. Uh, you know, Diana Guerrero, who who plays Jane, does an amazing job of just transforming personalities, but. She gets a physical transformation as well. Now, you know, when you saw the movie Glass and, uh, you know, you kind of saw all those personalities coming about, um, James McAvoy was able to do it with his acting. Like, we knew which personality we were seeing, you know, with the inflection in his voice, but also the sort of the way he carried himself. J- uh, Jane, or I should say Diane Guerrero, who plays her, she does do that, but she also gets physical transformation. So da- Dr. Harrison... First of all, Dr. Harrison is dropped dead gorgeous. Uh, Jane's curly hair suddenly becomes straight. She gets like a silver streak into it. Uh, at first I thought when I saw the transformation, because you, you see her transform and you see a silver streak in her hair, I thought, oh God, it's Silvertongue, who we've seen before. Uh, Silvertongue, who uh, the words she speaks manifest into pretty much uh, razor-sharp silver daggers that she tosses at people or she controls and throws them at people so i thought oh boy this doctor's dead it's silver tongue nope it is dr harrison uh dr harrison has straight hair with a silver streak in it ice blue eyes and she is just so calm and her power we find out is the power of persuasion because she starts talking to this doctor that's taking care of her and she's seconds away from getting him from convincing him to jab a pen into his eye over and over and over and over again when mr nobody steps in so apparently mr nobody has the ability to kind of travel through time or or transport himself his his essence or whatever it is through time and he basically tells, he talks to her as Dr. Harrison, and he says, you know, he has another job for her, that she's to create this this cult of the, of the recreator. So they do this because they're hoping that Jane will do these things in the past so that suddenly the present is going to, tra- the present time is going to transform. We're going to get the eye of the recreator to come out to, to battle the eye of the decreator. But the thing is, is Dr. Harrison, who's very calm and cool and logical, uh, as she's coming up with this cult, the cult of the uh, the cult of the recreator, Dr. Harrison, much like all of other Jane's personalities, is totally insane. So instead of 
almost creating an exact copy of the cult of the unwritten book. This new cult, because she's pretty much making it up of the people that are inside of the uh, asylum with her, they're sort of like, well, why do we have to write? Why do we have to write the book on a boy? That's not cool. You know, women are people too, this or that. What about dogs? Why don't we write it on a dog? Well, why do we actually have to write it? Why can't we do this? Why can't we do that? So the thing is, the chief suddenly makes an appearance. Uh, Mr. Nobody lets him go, so he could kind of tell the Doom Patrol his plan. And he basically says, you know, yeah, traveled back in time. Uh, Jane pretty much created the cult of the, uh, the cult of the recreator or the cult of the unwritten book part two i don't know what they exactly call it and um yeah they go about and do it they got to find it they have to find the unwritten book so they they track it down and it turns out because like i said this cult was put together with the helpings of people that were totally insane uh the unwritten book is actually on this cute little pug dog but it's not written because you know we don't want to hurt the puppy we don't want to write it on the puppy that that wouldn't be good so what jane did is uh she sorry she uh there was a a woman there named marilyn who was asking her a lot of questions and she was kind of the one who said you know why does it have to be a boy why does it even have to be a person this or that she says to her she goes marilyn got a really important job for you See, when the I, the D creator comes along, and she basically tells her, yeah, you're going to travel all the way to Barcelona, Spain, find this priest. He's got the gateway to Nuremberg. You have to come in there, and you have to ring the bell. You have to remind me of what's going on here. And that's what we get. When we see the eye of the D creator coming about and starts blinking and blinking people out of existence, we see a much older Marilyn, and we know it's her because, uh, you know, she was a chain smoker. Uh, way back when, and we see her now, uh, same thing, she's got a concert t-shirt on, you know, matted uh, blonde hair, chain smoking, and she's got the oxygen hook up to her, and she kind of sees the giant eye of the D creator, and she's just like, oh well, off to Barcelona it is, because next thing we know, she appears in Nurnheim, and she's, you know, she sees Jane, who currently in Nurnheim, present time, Jane is penny farthing. And the second that she comes in there and reminds her, she transforms into Dr. Harrison, she thanks uh, Marilyn profusely, and she rings that bell. When she rings the bell, the little snow globe where Nurnheim is bursts open, they all emerge from it, and the little dog that they found, suddenly these magical words appear around it, Willoughby Kipling reads it, and we get the giant eye of the, of the recreator appearing in the sky right next to the eye of the decreator. And basically what we're told is, is they're going to have a staring contest to determine the fate of the universe. This, ladies and gentlemen, is the beauty of the Doom Patrol great great episode love the new character dr harrison it was yeah she was absolutely amazing to see what was great was is at the end is um everybody's thrilled they can't believe it the chief is back but the chief knows the chief knows that once the mission is accomplished mr nobody is going to take him back and what mr nobody actually does is no sooner has uh the eye of the d creator been vanquished and the world is safe once again thanks to the doom patrol uh, Mr. Nobody pretty much stops time. Uh, you know, he comes to collect the chief. The Doom Patrol rally around him. They're going to protect him. He essentially stops time. The chief is is mortified. He said, you would give me a chance to say goodbye to them. I just got back. 
you know, give me the chance to say goodbye to them. Mr. Nobody doesn't do that. And what happens is, is as they're protecting the chief, uh, Victor Stone activates his sonic cannon. And since time has kind of been frozen, the charge builds up so that once time is released and moves forward, uh, it essentially explodes on his arm. Um, you know, Vic is rolling around. He's frantic. Um, there is a, a repair protocol, but he doesn't want to activate it because that would mean he would have to contact his father. Um, Robot Man is just like, look, you're totally insane. I'm push- There's a, apparently a button on him. He's like, I'm pushing the button. I'm making the call. So that'll be very, very interesting to see. Uh, I'm sure Silas will show up next week. Uh, we get to see more of Grid. Grid, the operating system, sort of taking over and initiating repairs, this and that. I've already talked about Grid and how he plays into Cyborg's life in the comic books and whatnot. So you got to listen back a few episodes uh, to hear about that. Uh, What else do we get in here? So at the end, anyway, it's like, okay, well, Chief is gone. Vic is down, but at least we saved the world. Well, Mr. Nobody's not just finished yet. We again go back in time and we see that they're taking Dr. Harrison. Uh, They're going to get her lobotomized. And Dr. Harrison is trying to use her powers of persuasion. But the thing is, they're onto her now. They all have earplugs in. They can't hear a word she's saying. And they load her up. And they're they're thrilled. They're like, she's going to be lobotomized. And she's pretty much going to be a vegetable. Problem solved. Well, inside that transport van, we find the chief. Niles Calder is there. This is pretty much our introduction to where he meets Jane. But Mr. Nobody is there as well. Uh communicating with uh dr harrison jane what have you um pretty much communicating with her you know in voice only so only jane can hear him and he says you know dr harrison you did a beautiful job this is great blah 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 i have one more task for you to which we then cut to ahead in time but maybe not the present time where we see jane standing out somewhere painting and suddenly it's like she's struck by inspiration and she kind of looks off in the distance and goes who the f is the doom patrol so i guess next week what we're going to get introduced to is how jane made her way to the doom patrol and what's really interesting is is now we realize that this is sort of through the moving and shaking and the doings of mr nobody So maybe Jane was never supposed to meet up with them in the first place. Who knows? We'll have to see. But again, look, I can't say enough about this show and how great I think it is. Um, The humor, the absurdity of it, the storytelling, the drama, it just blends together so perfectly. I Again, I really wish that this is the show that DC led off its streaming service with. I understand why they didn't because, you know who's better known the titans or the doom patrol obviously the titans but which show is superior obviously the doom patrol guys thanks for listening do me a favor head on over to www.brothersandarmchairs.com that links you up to every single podcast in the brothers and armchairs network uh also don't forget i am in a new podcast it is called gab of thrones g-a-b gab of thrones uh my friend john and i we talk about we're currently talking about season seven of game of thrones we're going episode by episode and by the time season eight rolls around again we're going to go week by week episode by episode and pretty much break it down this is jay and i will talk to you guys later